Welcome on into the Wasatch Basketball Podcast. I'm your host, CJ Dieters. Today's episode will be a continuation of our offseason preview for all 30 teams. Today's team will be the New York Knicks. Uh, the New York Knicks have a brand new management group now. Um, same ownership, but you know, a new president of basketball operations, new GM, new heads of scouting, all those good things. Um, so the you know the since really the late nineties, early two thousands, the Knicks have not been contenders. Haven't really <clears throat> even made the playoffs. They made them one year with Carmelo Anthony, and which I don't understand why people see Carmelo Anthony as one of the you know greatest small forwards of all time. It's like, dude, you led a pretty talented team to the playoffs once. Um, but anyway, you know, the Knicks look like they're starting to get things figured out that the way they've been doing things just really haven't been working. Everything we've been hearing coming out from the Knicks is that they are looking to be patient and develop their young guys. You know, guys like Russell Westbrook and Chris Paul are available. And, you know, with the old Knicks, it makes sense that they would go after those guys, maybe even both of them. Um... Yeah, they used to have uh, Steve Francis and Stephon Marbury on this exact same team. Two guys with the exact same game as each other and definitely did not complement each other. Um, But it's looking like this Knicks team is wanting to actually build um, around their young guys. Um, So heading on into this offseason, the Knicks have $8 million in cap. Um... They are going to be paying Joe Kim Noah $6 million per year for the next two years um, after stretching his contract, um, which, again, that's the old management that did that. These these guys that are in now, um, you know, they just got to kind of deal with what the people before them were doing to this team. Um, but the, the uh, Knicks could very easily get to over 40 million in cap space if they wanted to they've got a lot of guys on team options um, that they could just decide to not pick up their team option and all of a sudden they have a lot of cap space left um, the biggest contracts on this team you have Julius Randle who's on has two years 39 million left you have Bobby Portis who has one year 15 million but he's one of those guys that's on a team option so he could be let go the same goes for Taj Gibson who's on a one-year 10 million uh, Alfred Payton also could be let go. His his is a non-guaranteed deal, so you'd have to pay him a little bit of money, but you could get him off the roster. He's got one year, $8 million left. Uh, R.J. Barrett, who's one of the guys that they're looking to build around, has thir- three years, $27 million left. Uh, Wayne Ellington, also on a team option, one year, eight. And Frank Nelkina, who uh, is still on his rookie deal, has one year, $6 million left. Um, has, re- has really shown the ability to be a great defender, but his offense is still quite a bit away. Um, top players on this team, they don't have many, uh, but you have R.J. Barrett, their draft pick last year, that he'll be 20-21 this season. Um, kind of struggled his rookie year, but most of that is the talent that they put around him. Um, they put a lot of non-shooters, and he's not a great shooter. Um, he's one of these guys that I think we'll get better at shooting, but you need to put, you know, a shooting lineup around him to make him the most effective. 
Next is Mitchell Robinson. Um, you know, Mitchell Robinson was a second-round pick a few or a couple years ago. Seven-one, insane athlete. Really needs to learn that discipline to become a really good rim protector. Um, he, you know, he gets off of his feet real quick, which makes makes it to where guys just go around him or can move right into him, get the foul. Um, so discipline on the defensive end is going to really be where he moves from being a good rim protector to being elite, being in that Rudy Gobert, Bam Adebayo uh, range. Next is Julius Randle. Uh, Julius Randle was their big free agent signing last year. You know, a really good scoring power forward, rebounds at a high rate. Just doesn't really fit what the Knicks have in Robinson and Barrett. Um because he's not a great shooter. Um, he can kind of space that a little bit, but you want something better than that there. Um, so I wouldn't be surprised to see him on the move this offseason. And then Bobby Portis, as I said, has a team option, but very valuable player, plays power forward and the center, um, can space the floor real well, decent rebounder, pretty good defender. Um, I think if he gets let go, there would be a lot of teams interested in him kind of at that mid-level exception type range. Um, the big strengths for this team, they have they have youth, they have young guys, you have R.J. Barrett, you got Mitchell Robinson, Kevin Knox could still develop, Dennis Smith Jr. and Frank Nokinas could still become something. Um, not really holding out hope for them, especially Dennis Smith Jr., but they could still become something. Um, you know, and but Mitchell Robinson and R.J. Barrett being their, their two guys going forward, both of them being in their very early 20s, um, is a promising thing for this Knicks group. Next is the fact that they're going to have cap space. Um, even though they haven't been winners in a long time, uh, New York is still a very uh, enticing market for free agents. You know, going to the Big Apple, um, all the media there, just... You know, it's not the same as like a place like Minnesota where you could put up superstar stats, but you kind of get forgotten. Um, and then finally is the fact that, like I said, they have that new front office. They have guys that are willing to do things differently than the Knicks have done for like the last basically 30 years now, which really the uh, the strategy for the Knicks was we'll just get whatever big star we can, we'll pay them whatever we need to, and we'll have, you know, our salary cap will be whatever it absolutely needs to be. Um, instead of really wor- one worrying about how the team fits together or developing young talent. Um, the big weaknesses on this team uh, is the fact that, you know, they are years away. I, I, like I said, this this new group looks to be a lot more patient and willing to develop this talent. But let's see how long that lasts. Since you know Mitchell Robinson and R.J. Barrett, as the leaders of this group, are going to need another two, three years at least before they're ready to really take over a team. Um, their owner is a huge weakness to them, James Dolan. Um, he's the big reason for why they've done the things they've done in the past, just way overpaying for some guys just because they're a big star name 
instead of really worrying about how the team fits together. And then shooting. Um, Like I said, this last year they had a lot of non-shooters on the floor. Um, You know, Marcus Morris, before they traded him to get a first-round pick from the Clippers, was really like their best shooter. And he should be playing power forward also, but uh, because they already had so many power forwards, he basically had to play the small forward because if he was at power forward, guys like Taj Gibson, Bobby Portis would have a hard time finding their way to the floor, even though they're valuable players. Um, so the free agents for this team, like I said, a lot of them are mostly team option type guys. So you have Bobby Portis, you have Mo Harkless, which is Mo Harkless is a guy that I think a lot of teams will be interested in um, for like the BAE, you know, the two years, about $7 million contract. Um, I think a lot of teams would be interested in him. Um, Taj Gibson's on a team option, uh, which normally I would say that they're going to decline that and let him become a free agent. But with Tom Thibodeau becoming the new coach of the Knicks, uh, I I think they may keep him around. You know, Tom Thibodeau really likes Taj Gibson. He had him in Chicago, and then when he got the job in Minnesota, went out and got Taj Gibson for the team. Um, likes him as a locker room guy, how hard he works. Really, still a really good defender, but he's getting old. I think he's like 35 now, um, which in the NBA is old. In real, in normal life, that's not old. Um, Wayne Ellington is also on a team option. I fully expect them to, to let him go. Uh, he'll be making $8 million this next year if they don't. And he, he just really struggled to find time on the floor with the Knicks this last year. Damian Dotson is a is a free agent. Uh, I think there's going to be quite a few teams interested in him. He's going to be 26 this next year, so he's not a super young guy. But, you know, 6'5", 210, strong, athletic, can handle the ball a little bit. Um, but, you know, never really developed a jump shot and is not the greatest defender in the world. And then Theo Pinson is a on a team option as well. I, I expect them to pick him back up. Um, they traded for him, or no, they didn't trade for him. They picked him up after the Nets waived him, signed him for the rest of the year, and then to an option for this year. Um, the new management group's uh, theory on that was they wanted to start bringing in guys that are great locker room guys that work their tails off and uh, have great character. So I think Pinson will stick around for those reasons. Um not really to be a super factor on the floor, but to be, you know, a good example for these younger guys, you know, being the guy that's in the gym early in the morning and doesn't leave till late at night, um, and constantly working on, uh, perfecting his craft. Um, in the draft, the Knicks have the number eight, the number 27 and the number 38 pick. Now I'm expecting them to try some some sort of trade to move up and try and get LaMelo Ball. Um, they, re- they really like him. Again, that's that's kind of a, you know, a New York type thing is going after a guy like Ball. But um, they're unwilling to put Mitchell Robinson or R.J. Barrett in any type of trade to make this happen. Um, so I it'll be interesting on draft night to see if they can pull something off. Uh, but at number eight... LaMelo Ball is not going to fall that far. Um, Denny Avdia won't fall that far. But guys like Obi Toppin, 
power forward out of Dayton, Anyeka Kungwu, center out of USC, uh, Devin Vassell, small forward out of Florida State, and Killian Hayes, point guard out of uh, Germany. Those guys could really be options for them there. Um, I really like it, it, uh, the fit of Obi Toppin next to Mitchell Robinson. I know you already have a bunch of power forwards there, but um, you know when you're a team that's really rebuild, rebuilding, you're not really worried about fit as much as you are just getting in some high-level talent that can help you hopefully pretty soon. And I think Obi Toppin will be whoever he goes to. I think he'll be uh, in the running for Rookie of the Year just because he is just so ready right now and absolutely dominated the college game. And I think he'll be able to go into the NBA and average, you know, 16 points, 8 rebounds um, immediately in his first year. Now, I don't know how much higher than that he can get throughout his career. Maybe he could get to be in a 20 and 10 guy maybe 22 and 10, but, um, he's, he's an older guy, so he, he doesn't have tons of potential, um, going forward, but like I said, I think he can go in there and be a factor pretty, pretty quickly. Um, at number 27, I'd be looking more for a guy that, um, could be more of a project, more of a guy that, you know, you build up over time, and hopefully when R.J. Barrett and Mitchell Robinson are ready to go, um, this guy that you're picking is ready to be a good role player on the team and be a factor. Um, so a guy like Jaden McDaniels makes a lot of sense here if he's still available at 27. Um, Abdullah Ndoya, who I think would be more of a mid-second-round type pick, but you know, at 27, you already took your pick. You have a pick later. I mean... He, he'd probably be worth the risk of taking there. Um, Cole Anthony. If Cole Anthony somehow falls all the way to 27, they got to take him there. Um, I really think Anthony will be gone by probably by 24 with the Bucks. But if I were to take a guess, I'm saying he'll probably be somewhere around 18, 19, somewhere around that pick. I don't think he'll fall that far into the later first round. Um, and then Tyler Bay, um, out of Colorado, um, was setting records, uh, for the power forward position at the, at the, uh, combine for the vertical jump. So he's a really good athlete. Reminds me a ton of Sean Marion, um, really similar body, similar game to him. And I think could actually be a contributor really early for whatever team he goes to, um, kind of like Obi Toppin, but not at the same level. Um, and then finally at 38, I would be looking just for another another center um, to back up uh, Mitchell Robinson. Um, so you got Vernon Carey Jr. could possibly still be available. Daniel, Daniel Oturu out of Minnesota. Zeke Naji out of Arizona. Um, Reggie Perry out of Mississippi State. Or Paul Reed out of DePaul. Um, those are the guys I'd be looking at there. Um, they also could look at like a European uh, draft and stash type guy. Um, but if I'm the I'm the Knicks, I'd kind of use these three picks to try and get contributors right away, or at least guys that um, you can have in in your system developing um, 
right away. Like, uh, like I said with Jaden McDaniels, you're not going to send him over to Europe, on, you know, on a, as a drafting stash. But, you know, maybe, you know, his first full season is in. He's in the G League the whole year, but he's with your program. He's developing. He's seeing how things work um, with this new Knicks group. And uh, again, like I said, hopefully in two or three years, able to contribute to the team. Um, but with that, I'm going to go ahead and end this episode. This one's a little bit shorter one, um, just because the Knicks are a long way away um, and really don't have tons of promise going forward. But like I said, I like the, uh, the direction that they're heading. But thank you so much for listening. Have a great day. Bye.